This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. As a love coach, Adrienne Hardigan von Strauch's goal is to help you uncover and ignite your core potential and live a love life that is exceptional and beyond your most expansive imaginings. While we can't change the past, we can work together to better understand and resolve the changes you are facing right now into a fulfilling future. Her core intent is to co-create love and intimacy manifest from a quantum frequency of consciousness, balancing the connection between your heart and brain. By applying personally designed internal processes, together we will unearth and attune long-standing beliefs and unwanted vows, as well as any non-resourceful perceptions that may be holding you back. To manifest romance, passion, relationship healing, intimacy, harmony, and sensual polarity in a soul partnership that awakens your consciousness to a new and elevated level. Valerie Atelis interviews Adrian Hardigan von Strauch, a transformational love coach, relationship expert, master matchmaker, quantum dating and intimacy awakening expert, visionary relationship intuitive and healer, as well as a homeopathic and vibrational medicine consultant and speaker. Adrian Hardigan von Strauch, born in Munich, Germany, has facilitated many public events and sacred seminars over the last 30 years and has presented in television and radio, at national conferences, and to international audiences, speaking on the topics of manifesting love, relationship healing, quantum intimacy, the healing art of Jinshin Jiutsu, Raja Yoga Heart Meditation, oneness in business, and the oneness phenomenon of global awakening and transformation. Since November 2020, Adrian is an internationally accredited and licensed Mars Venus Love and Life Coach, personally trained by Dr. John Gray and CEO Richard Bernstein, and since March 2021, a certified Mars Venus business and executive coach. Adrian is an interactive, passionate, and highly spiritually awakened coach, therapist, and consultant. She integrates complementary and gender-intelligent coaching and healing methodologies and techniques to offer a highly personalized approach tailored to each client and her unique audiences. With consciousness and compassion, and through accessing divine intuition, Adrian works with each individual to build beyond their inner knowing and strength in living love authentically. Meet Adrian at lovecoach.co.nz and quantumlovecoach.com. Here is the interview with Adrian Hardigan von Strauch. In your own words, who is Adrian Hardigan? 
Who is Adrian Hartigan? I think um, in a very few words, Adrian is a divine being with the choice of coming into this incarnation to eliminate separation and to create love and oneness in humanity and on this planet. What can I say? The interesting thing is that we are not separated. We are never separated from source, from life itself. But it feels like, right, Adrian, that we are. That's the trick. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the, the, the big journey for us is to, to see that and to experience that, that that's not the truth. You know, I think this existential journey is ultimately our biggest purpose. You know, we come into this life with... Um, a history, a history karmically, a history of our ancestors, how they shaped a lineage in which we are born into. And the relationship with our parents, particularly our real birth parents, you know, often, you know, we, we grow up with different people because life circumstances change or one parent leaves or, you know, but that that karmic intermezzo um, of conception of two birth parents together and then creating this beautiful being and sending this being on a journey on its own. And yet this being, we needing to understand that everything that happened in, in parents, grandparents and ancestral lives has ultimately an effect on who we are and how we live. And a lot of people don't see that at first, but those of us who do life and work and purpose consciously will probably see that very profoundly because whatever inner work and healing we are doing, it's always brought back to this ex- existential you know, source from where we're actually coming from. And we can easily say, you know, this is someone else's lives, but um it's not what it is. We are part of that bigger matrix that makes us who we are. And yet we have the opportunity to release that and create new matrices. And that's, that's I think, particularly in the 21st century, the wonderful invitation for us to awaken to a state of awareness that through love, through loving ourselves and loving others in a much more conscious and profound and more intimate way, um, is still the path to, you know, to awakening and ultimately to enlightenment. And as you you're talking off record, and I wish I had recorded <laughs> the connection between love and intimacy. It has. Do they have a connection? Does love need to be? I mean, of course, they they have a connection. But ultimately, for me, as someone teaching love and working in people's intimate lives or being, you know, a facilitator helping them to have more intimacy, I, of course, I see it more. There are more fractions. There are more departments or little parts to it. And, you know, actually... We we think when we think about intimacy as sex and, you know, getting raw and real and, and, and having all these, you know, wonderful, exciting sensations in the presence of someone else or, or you know, even with ourselves, you know, intimacy often is seen as something that is an add-on to the love. And actually, relationships start with a process of becoming and being intimate with one another, every relationship. I even 
I recently designed, um, uh, you know, a webinar and a masterclass, which is online now, and I will repeat it next week. And in two weeks time again, it's actually a wonderful theme speaking about intimate intelligence. There is an intelligence to intimacy. And the first step is that we really understand we have to have an interest in the vibration and in the different way of someone else being in order to become intimate if we think that everybody is the same way or has to be the same kind of person we are in order to relate then we are already very lost you know but with that comes also the ability to communicate to interact and and doing that in integrity in honesty and authenticity my whole work as love coach is you know the living in in authenticity to what love means to you and what intimacy means to you. And ultimately, there is the awareness that we cannot not live without one another. There is a sense of influence. We influence each other's ways of being and feeling. And that starts with our parents again, you know, bring it back to our parents' relationships. And then how we later choose our peer groups and our friends and and when we make the first choices of sexual and intimate partners, which is incredibly important to do this well. And, um, you know, I'm fascinated to see with my own children who are in the age between 20 and 25 watching them how they design their love lives. And, you know, I'm blessed to see that they have learned a lot from the mistakes their mother made and became so so wise in so many ways um, now. But um, I just think that is the first step. And then when the intimacy can cultivate a bond that is, you know, sustainable then love can really flourish and you know being in love and falling in love and having loving feelings is one thing but cultivate love as a virtue and as a vibration that is existent and omnipotent regardless of what happens around you that is something that is um, a big chapter for many of us to 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 learn and to 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 go again and again through new found lessons and experiences that grow us and and ultimately awaken us. So now I'm wondering if intimacy comes before love. I think so. Yes, actually from what I what I find in my my development of work I'm writing currently my book Quantum Intimacy. I mean, I'm blessed to have had amazing teachers. I have a personal friendship with Dr. Bruce Lipton who is residing half the year here in New Zealand. So we have a, a, a circle of influence of, of, you know, influences in our community who meet and, and create events together. And he's always a very, very wanted guest speaking to us and sitting on uh, circles and discussing wonderful things. And I mean, I was blessed to meet him already 2009, 2010 and 2011. I did an amazing long three hour interview with him, which is now edited and will be finally very soon released I, I wanted to put it into a big movie um, which I hope one day I will edit and 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 really bring into manifestation as a complete um, piece of work but I want to speak about Proust's concept of the honeymoon effect you know there is this wonderful idea that when we actually love and relate consciously and be aware that we can maintain this consciousness. You know, often we become so habitual in our relationships with anybody and then particularly with our partners because the rawness and the realness about love 
relationships is that, and this is why I love my job so much, and this is why I ultimately decided to work in this field. You know, love relationships give out the greatest spectrum and the greatest invitendum of all emotions we can feel in the higher realm. You know, this ending with ecstasy and complete oneness with God while we are making love, dropping down to the greatest fears and feelings of, of separation and grief and loss and the world ends and we never will love again. Yeah, <laughs> you know? true. And then the middle world, you know, in which we operate usually in our normal life where we appreciate and be happy, but then we have a few bad days and then we fight and then we make up again and make love again and, and then it's okay, you know, and life moves on. But Ultimately, that that variety of sensations and the sensual experience and the experience in the senses, you know, that is the awakening to love. And I think, you know, I'm really grateful to Bruce Lipton, who through, you know, quantum physics and his way of seeing his whole findings, you know, how we actually operate from a human scientific perspective bringing this into a matrix that I bond a lot with the work now with, I, I work with Dr. John Gray and I studied as a Mars Venus coach. You know, I have two coaching certificates with Mars Venus and I had interviews with, with John Gray not too long ago and I love working with him and I love working under his umbrella. But that is very hands-on how you talk, what you do. And I mean, everybody knows men are from Mars and women are from Venus. And a lot of people ask me, why would you choose after this long, profound spiritual journey of having had so many other teachers who are much more on the metaphysical and, and, and more etheric um, philosophies around relations? Why would you end up, you know, studying John Gray? And I want to be really honest. I think a lot of things would have gone differently in my life would I have not just known the book but studied the, the, the deeper philosophy of everything around the brain and the hormones and how we actually function as 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 holistic beings in being in love and relationships and it's traumatic to learn that so many things happen that we are not aware of even if we say thank you and have an awareness that men go in caves and you know but there is still so much more to it we can't physiologically biologically and you know on every other other and emotionally particularly we can't control and that is something that is probably very very fascinating watch you know more as an observer but it's tough when we are sitting in the middle of it and we are caught into the trauma and drama of the feelings that are negative and I think I'm releasing those feelings and knowing how to get back into a homeostasis and a balance of feeling the love and having an intimate connection to someone and not just to someone to ourselves and the world around us that is a, a huge learning chapter on our journeys. What do you suggest when we are going through tough times, stress in the relationship? What is the best way to return, to go back to that place of intimacy in love? I mean, would you give me just one or two, two stress factors maybe or stresses that you experience? Probably then I can answer this easier, yeah? Yeah, we just moved recently from one house to another that affected that the relationship. Is- 
Oh, totally. You know why? Because the sense of security and certainty is shaken. You know, and I mean, I did a lot of work as Tony Robbins in my earlier years. And I know Tony and his wife as well through the Oneness University because where my work as Love Coach started, that's where he had a big um, audience and influence as well. And, um, you know, he talks about the concept of the six core human needs. And I think that bottom level, you know, where we on one level, you know, we love the variety and we want to change this and we want to be adaptable to everything new. But if we are vulnerable and if we're going through a phase of great and that can be anything. And I said it at the beginning of our conversation that um, we are often not aware how the need for something is actually deeply embedded within us. And we only feel it and see it when we really admit that we are vulnerable and that we are someone, you know, in modern world, in our, you know, in our modern times to say, I need certainty and I need security is almost like a statement. Oh, why would you need that, you know? So speaking directly to you, I think an incredible recipe would be for you and your partner to create rituals, to anchor and to earth and to to almost ground you as a couple in this new environment and understand it was stressful. It brought a lot of things to the surface and it's almost like an earthquake, you know, it's some sort of still trembling and has a few aftershocks. But, you know, it's not that you nourish the environment. Of course you do that. You know, you create the feng shui and the, the rituals for the house and for this new space to be a temple for your love relationship. But also from inside out, you want to really build a bond and alchemy between the two of you that allows to fill this space with who you are and who you and and make you and your partner a priority to everything else around. And I think a lot of people miss that, particularly in these stressful times, to pay more attention to what the relationship needs and, and really listening to each other where these, you know, vulnerable and wounded parts are. And if you know your partner as a strong and very, very ambitious person, but suddenly there is, you know, a sense of things are not the same then you want to just allow this to come up to the surface and be processed. And if it's a new environment, then even more you want to just find these spots in the house, in the new neighborhood, in wherever you go, where you can anchor this love to refine itself in a, in a more living and in a more embracing way. I hope this helps. I don't know whether that's an answer for you, but rituals are big. I think rituals are a great um, way of, of embracing love because a ritual like many of us go to yoga and meditate and, you know, go to the gym and, you know, in the same way you can do that with your love life and with your way of expressing intimacy. You know, you want to make it a ritual that you pay attention to the vibration of the relationship and really helping it to strengthen and to 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 bond and to flourish and to to really give you strength from inside out rather than from outside in. Yeah. Thank you, Adrian. It makes a lot of sense, especially the grounding part. Yes. Because, yes. yeah, I really felt now it's getting back to the, it's interesting when you say rituals, because it's exactly what we are doing naturally, going back to the things that we used to do that connected us deeply. So we are doing that again in this new environment. Wonderful. 
Very good. And do it more, you know, and it might be a little bit unfamiliar at first that you say, my God, we spend more time doing that than we do normal life. But what is normal life? You know, I gave an interview this morning here in the New Zealand radio station, which is, you know, one of these top pop culture, you know, fast busy and I said the same thing you know I was asked you know how do you know that you're in love and you know my my answer was really to actually understand that the beauty of love is that you that time becomes almost like you know a pink bubble and you 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 are so in it and you want to get so um bonded and immersed in it that you that you forget what's really going on around you and i think this is a wonderful metaphor for for actually having a life together that and and you don't want to shut yourself off the world around you but i think giving relationship and love time and enough time to exist is is such a powerful um, recipe for success and being a good partner and a good lover and a good beloved. Yeah. Another stressful situation that happened to us before moving, it was having a puppy. We don't have kids, but we got a, a dog and that created so much pressure because he had to wake up early. I mean, he usually is a morning person, so he would wake up. The dog would wake him up anyway. So he was not sleeping well, and that created so much stress too. Wow, I can imagine, yes. Yeah, talk to me about children, having children and even pets like uh, we did with our experience. It created a lot of stress. How do we manage that too? How do we ground ourselves? I mean, do you still have the dog? Is yes, we do. Yeah. Oh, he's eight months now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Are you better now? Do you find it's easier now than it was at the beginning? Yes. I mean, this is like with children; it's probably the same. However, I think um, I personally choose not to have pets for that very reason because I raised four children. <laughs> right, you had enough. <laughs> yes. You had and enough. My kids wanted cats and dogs and when it came to dogs, I said, no, who would take care of them when it really comes to it, it would have been the parents and my kids understood that, you know, so we had cats and that worked for a while and now nobody has pets. None of my kids has a pet and, and why? Because we actually as a family made an agreement to understand the responsibility and and why we really really the why the big why why would you want this being around you and it is another being it's another soul it's another energetic being with needs and i think when we understand that the moment we have another person that takes you know attention away from fulfilling each other's needs then that is a big ask in a new relationship so i would say to anybody who is in a new or relatively new relationship and wants to learn to love and be really very future focused in building a a life together i think the moment you invite children or you invite pets or you know some someone else to care for in you know that that has to be chosen very wisely you really want to be ready to do that and i am not surprised you tell me the story because i can i can see that this can very very um you know it's, it's a lot of responsibility and it takes time and attention away from what actually the relationship needs and that 
In medieval areas, it doesn't mean we, we have more demands on our partners. I think um, we live in such a fast and, and, and hectic world with so many expectations, demands around us that it's almost like, you know, it's an invitation for, it's a recipe for success to, to tune all the outer responsibilities down to the absolute minimum as much you can in order to at least bring into limelight what is really important to you. And if that needs rebalance, then that will happen with time. But I think um, we need to first see what the relationship does with change, you know. And you're interesting that you in both um, situations you describe about change, you know, in quantum intimacy, in the philosophy, I, you know, I I was taught um, through one is university, and there's a process that we eliminate charges and and karmic fuse and fuel, you know, that still sits from the moment we have been conceived, the time in the utero with our mother, then pre-birth. As we say, the time before birth, that could be a month before birth or an hour before birth, but it's a time of transition before we actually move through the birth canal and be born. And what we are talking here is the third cauldron and, and our, our relationship to change. And I teach this, and this is actually my, my body of work, and my book will be about that, and my whole process with my clients is yes I talk about love and what they want and need and do all the classic very very beautiful coaching and Mars Venus coaching but then when people meet Adrian and meet the love coach and the quantum love coach then they meet in me a person who takes them on an regression journey in going back to the moment of your very own conception and the journey through your pregnancy with your mother being in the womb and that pivotal phase between you know being at the end of your pregnancy and preparing for birth and this is a transition time and usually when people find change difficult or have consciously or unconsciously traumatic experiences or difficult or challenging experiences dealing with transition and change or something new or someone new or something going or you know like you explain with your move and with a new being coming into the space then somewhere there sits a charge so whether I would you or your partner I don't know who it is uh, but if I would process you if you would have a session with me which usually takes around two and a half hours this particular session doing that process when I come to that time in your evolution and I speak before time before birth there might be an experience that has been influencing your perception about what change and transition means and some of us develop actually, and I'm one of these people, we, we almost become change agents and we become so catalytic and want change more than it's actually good for us, all right? And then we have other problems because some people, when they have an overload in that space and, and kind of, okay, in order to resolve this now, I change it again and change it again instead of stabilizing and grounding ourselves, as we spoke before. We, we look for new, 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 new ways and, and strategies of getting out of the situation you might not want to experience. But ultimately, 
in this in this third cold room is the opportunity to review what has been maybe between father and mother, where the father put pressure on the mother, where the mother felt really stuck and was fearful to give birth to this baby and not wanted ever to have this baby coming out of her belly. And that's something we as beings, we as souls feel in our um, in our own um, you know evolutionary makeup. And I tell you my story very briefly. I was my heart stopped just before birth, so I was heart death. You know, I was for several minutes in in the eyes of the doctors. I I, I was about to go. And they gave my mother medication to got my to get my heart going again. But that's secondary. The the, the process I want to describe here that I in my third basket in my third cauldron had an experience of wanting to go back to you know wanting to to okay I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Body, thank you. And I had an invitation to look at that, but then the doctors were fast and quick enough to give the medication to my mother, which put her heart into enormous stress um, and did, did um, activate my heartbeat. And my heartbeat came back. And then a few minutes later, I was born and everything was almost normal. I have a particular relationship to transition change that's very unique because I change, you know, I mean, this is my nature. I know. And that's why I work with the heart. I think, you know, being a love coach and feeling love and having had that, you could say almost traumatic experience. For my mother, it was very traumatic. I can't remember, but I do some sort of remember that I had this choice moment on a soul level. I certainly, and I had more of those in my childhood, certainly because I got very ill with meningitis when I was nine years old and was four and a half days in a, in a deep coma and they got me back as well so and I know spiritually and metaphysically that it was meant to be that I had this experience to to be much more conscious about the purpose of my life now but you see this is so profoundly interwavingly um yeah interestingly <laughs> connected that we cannot say this is just this and has nothing to do with and vice versa. And um, that brings me to this wonderful journey of um, seeing life almost like an evolutionary uh, path of lessons. And, and at particular times of our evolution, a particular space in the matrix wants to be nurtured and, and, and reformed and formed to something we take into later years of our lives. But that doesn't mean we need to stay there you know, um, we can always also when we come into middle age or, you know, closer to retirement, we can continue to be very, very, you know, much a student of life and, and try to develop skills that make us happy till the last day ever. And then hopefully trans transit with very beautiful love and, 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 and tranquility into a space of Allness and oneness when we when we transmute our soul to, to a new level, you know. So that yeah. is the big journey. Mm. Uh, Thanks yeah. for listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for exploring those realms. That takes a lot of courage and being open. Yeah, and I wonder why some of us don't go there. I guess we all go there, right, Adrian, at some point. <laughs> a lot of people don't. I think, you know, 
the civilization of human being, you know, I mean, we're going through a phase of, and then COVID-19 has certainly enforced this. There is, you know, a, a kind of stagnation and, and a dying of, of, a, of a human sense of connectedness that we knew more natural at a time where it was almost a given that we had the freedom to move and the freedom to go where we, I mean, even in my own life, you know, I, I have a love relationship with someone in Sydney, which I can since almost two years not continue to cultivate. And I could not work on it. Of course, you know, we can speak and we can text. and But then we come really to the reality of it. And particularly in these days, we're sitting here in New Zealand and I'm on week seven now in total lockdown. You have me here while I'm in lockdown and I'm in a part of New Zealand where we're still in lockdown where other parts of New Zealand already have opened up. But why I'm sharing this with you is, you know, these outer circumstances affect people horribly, profoundly, seriously, you know, immense. You know, you cannot say, you know, in, in a karmic and in a more evolutionary sense, it, it would have been potentially a given and, 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 and a wonderful thing to imagine that this man and I have an opportunity to build a long-term relationship. And all I learn is that this, what we are happening now, does not support that, you know. And then to learn that that maybe is also part of the journey and that is actually part of the script. We didn't know that the script existed. Um, that's that to accept that is 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 huge, yeah. And uh, particularly for me, as someone who teaches, you can design and architect and create and manifest love always wherever you are. But it's pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, it's a challenge. It's very, yeah. um, challenging when you have outer circumstances that prevent that. Yeah, and. Um, but then there's another opportunity to to go deeper into what it means for ourselves and where in our inner being do we find that space that is almost happy without that being next to us and in our arms, you know? How can we be with someone um, who is not physically with us and love him or her equally deep without our needs, our very immediate needs being fulfilled. But certainly we make other choices. If we do want someone close to us, we might need to find a partner closer, accessible. But also that is something we want to choose wisely because um, just because it's there, it doesn't mean that it's good for us and it fits in what we really want to achieve long term and experience long term. So, yeah. Yeah, so mm. true, Adrienne. I love the idea of um, using challenges as opportunities for growth, for change, right? Lessons. And, and one can almost get a little bit addicted to that. And I think COVID 19, and I want to be really honest, the gift it gave me is that I really grounded myself in the spaces I lived here on and live here in New Zealand. I mean, I'm very lucky. I live on islands near the beach, the most amazing beach on the planet, you know. I live right here, I do the interview in the most beautiful bush um, environment, just a kilometer away from my favorite beach um, in the world, yeah. 
and um, on an island and you know Auckland City is a very you know the city of sails and we have blue water and we have islands around us and um, it's not a hot country but it's certainly a very shiny and, and sunny country many times in the year and um, it is it is you know wonderful to have that and I I just see an opportunity, you know, I learned so much. I grounded myself in my own self. I I worked on myself spiritually and I made a decision that I'm not fearful about not having a partner I love right next to me in this very phase. And 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 not leaving my principles either, you know. I mean one one could be so needy to say, okay, I drop all my principles and my values and just go for what's close and available. But um I personally don't do that. And I, I meet a lot of people who equally like me decide that this is what it is and we live we live it as an opportunity to to find in us more resources than we ever thought we have available for love for intimacy with ourselves you know into me see ultimately it's a journey where we really need to to to, to learn to to be okay with who we are yeah, yeah. oh i love that yeah what a beautiful message to be not just okay. I mean, I like that too. To be at peace, right, Adrian, with ourselves. Yeah. Anywhere, anytime. I love this idea. So we're almost at the end and I would listen and talk to you forever about love, of course. <laughs> I love your message. I love how enthusiastic you are. The, the energy in your voice, it transmits that. It's beautiful. So... I do have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. But before that, where can anyone work with you? Do you uh, meet them online? Yes, absolutely. I do a lot of, um, I work on Zoom, a lot on Zoom. You know, I do also little fast track sessions and readings um, on WhatsApp, you know, just even have, have the phone on and people call me or I, you know, I type things in or photographs and, and post them. No, absolutely. So lovecoach.co.nz. Another two um, URLs are either quantumlovecoach.com or marsvenuslovecoach.com. You know, I'm situated in New Zealand, so I'm New Zealand's love coach and the URL is yeah, lovecoach.co.nz from New Zealand. Wonderful. I'll have those links on your podcast profile too. So my last two questions for you, the ending questions. What is another word for love? Um, let me just think. Um, I mean, the, the meaning of love, I personally would say, I bring it really to my purpose. I think embracing all, I guess, you know, being the embrace of everything that exists. I mean, I could say oneness, but uh, that could be misunderstood in a more spiritual sense. Yes, I, I think the embrace of all that exists. And the embrace is a really, that's a metaphor for really taking it all in and, and letting it flourish and shine. Mm. Mm. Yes, yeah. Uh, that's a beautiful message too. I mean, it might be the ultimate message, right? In the end, that's what freedom really means. <laughs> 
to hold space for everything. Yes, That's for right. life itself. And yeah. love can't exist without space. That's why, you know, for me, it's about the quantum field. You know, you bring these particles in a, in a field that is much greater than everything else that exists. And, and it needs space to live and to breathe and to exist. And we need that space and that, that vacuum and that quantum field in our relationships. You know, love only can can exist if there's space between the spaces, you know, to 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 widen, to melt, to transmute, to whatever. You know. Seems to me like everything's energy. We have heard that before and it feels like. And then when I think about space, that's another field of energy, right? That's right. Wow. Yeah. And and I mean you can actually almost I one of my meditation practices is actually just meditating on space, you know, not on the the it or the the, the particles that we know as 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 light or it's just a space. And it can be actually a very, very transforming experience and very enlightening when you just realize that the space is is all there is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Wow, that would be a different podcast and conversation. We laugh into it, you know. I mean, just imagine if you imagine, you know, there's space and it's your creation to put the particle of love into it. I think that's probably how we can describe it best, what actually our role and our responsibility as humans who want to evolve is that we put you know, love as a particle into that space of, 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 of reality that shapes us and transforms us and grows us. Yeah. Wow. What an amazing experiment or <laughs> experience this is. <laughs> and my last question is, what are three things you wish everyone to experience before they lose the body? I would like to start with, with a sense of passion really feeling the fire in the belly to really go for something that is really instinctively important and valuable. The second is a sense of purpose. I think um, I, I find that particularly with people I coach um, in their, you know, 50s and 60s that really, particularly men, you know, the big transformation for men who loves is finding purpose, not the woman. It's actually finding his purpose. And, and I think for us women, you know, it's more and more important that we can have that equally. And that's not manly or not masculine to say that. It's just that we want that value, this valuation or, you know, that, that finding value for everything we do. And I think last, not least, a sense of inner liberation and freedom spiritually and, and, and emotionally so that we can move into a transition to a higher you know, realm of existence, leaving this body with a sense of we have done the work, it's done, you know, we have completed rather than taking the baggage into another um, dimension, really making an effort to accept that we can actually experience liberation as something very, very profoundly real. I love that, Adrian. <laughs> yeah, inner freedom. Yes, a billion times to that. <laughs> the question is how deep are we willing to go, right? To find that, to discover that, uncover actually, because that's yeah, what... Yeah, and it's, it's a process, you know, and then you might think one day, oh, I found it, and then 
a year later. Oh, now I found it. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it again. <laughs> true. <laughs> so true. That, that's the journey. Yeah. We have the opportunity to, to really renew ourselves in that. And that is, that's all it is, really, Maria. Isn't it a yeah. joyful process? It is, yeah. These cycles and, and journeys of life. Yeah. So that's what the quantum pro, uh, intimacy process really is about. And the liberation that comes with that and seeing how in each of these, um, you know, from conception to all these stages in our evolution to becoming a, a thinking, responsible adult, making wise choices with whom want to have relationships and, and really building that matrix of, of wholeness and oneness from everything. Everything counts, you know, Valeria, everything. But then not to, um, to, to um, a level where we where we blame it or shame it, but we really are willing to work with it and move forward and liberate ourselves from the idea that um, we have to live in the past. No, we can create a very beautiful presence and future in love, intimacy. Mm. Yes, and one of the things, that one of the signs that I see when we are getting there or on this path and in this direction of liberation is when life becomes a lot more joyful and lighter, playful, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so and that's, you know, and probably we could have a whole conversation about how this is for everybody different, but you absolutely, I totally agree with you. The joy, it has to be a natural and an instinctive joy we really feel out of nowhere and, and just omnipresent. Yeah. Yeah. That sense of gratitude, appreciation for what Absolutely. this is, right? The mystery of it all, which I call the unknown, the impossible <laughs> to be here in a human body. It's just amazing. Thank you so much, Adrian, for sharing the wisdom that flows through you so naturally, the divine universal wisdom, the work you do, how you do it, the passion that I can hear. I call it enthusiasm, but um, <laughs> I, let me change that word to passion because you sound very passionate. <laughs> it's beautiful. And you get me to feel it because uh, it's, it's energetic resonance. It's, it's interesting. It can be felt. So thank you so much for who you are, the way you are. You're welcome. Thank you. And thank you for taking time to have this conversation with me. I really appreciate that. Thank, thank you. you. We'll talk soon. Take good care, Adrian. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Adrian Hardigan von Strauch and her work, please visit lovecoach.co.nz and quantumlovecoach.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now. <laughs>